Global consumerism is a $40 trillion a year phenomenon, which makes it the largest, most predictable investment opportunity on the planet. Who are the prime beneficiaries of global consumption trends? Mega brands. Welcome to the Mega Brands podcast series. I'm your host, Eric Clark. In this podcast, we explore mega trends through the lens of a global investor with the ultimate goal of identifying the most relevant, most innovative brands that are best positioned to become what I call mega brands. These are the brands that are customer obsessed, have a corporate culture of innovation and self-disruption, create products and services that are in high demand, that exhibit strong brand love from customers, are serving a global opportunity and appeal to multiple demographic groups. What's the reward for a company that meets these criteria? More revenue, more cash flow, higher market share, and the potential to reach the trillion dollar club. Please enjoy our next episode of Mega Brands. Eric Clark is the portfolio manager for the Rational Dynamic Brands Fund in conjunction with his partners at AccuVest Global Advisors. All opinions expressed by Eric and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of AccuVest Global Advisors or Rational Funds. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Clients of the Brands Fund or AccuVest may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Hey, everybody, it's Eric Clark. Just a quick mid-September update on global brands, the consumer, inflation. Uh, I promise to be brief because I know everybody's busy. Uh, I'm recording this on my birthday, September 11th. Um, So let's get right into it. Uh, Just a reminder, consumption drives everything. 60% of world GDP, 70% of US GDP is consumption people spending money on stuff they want and stuff they need. So it's pretty hard to ignore a 40 plus trillion dollar theme. That's why we created the strategy. That's why you should have the strategy um, and some exposure. And I will bet you that you do not have it, Uh, particularly consumer discretionary. Everybody has great exposure. I would even argue an overweight exposure to technology. Largely, it's been a great thing. Uh, But everybody tends to be chronically underweight consumer discretionary. We are brands tend to live in technology sector, consumer discretionary sector, and communication services and staples. So that's where we play. And those are pretty good neighborhoods, to use a phrase from Blackstone. Consumer discretionary and technology in general have historically been the best two sectors. You got plenty of tech. You're very underweight consumer discretionary. That's why you might want to use our fund. uh, rational dynamic brands, HSUTX is the symbol. So let's I, quickly, I want to remind people, you know, 2022 was such an anomaly. It was difficult for bonds. It was difficult for stocks within stocks though. It was really difficult for growth companies, quality businesses. The quality style factor had one of its worst years on record. And when historically quality businesses tend to do pretty well, leaders, tend to do pretty well. And so last year was your opportunity to buy more of a of a quality style factor that tends to outperform and it was on mega sale. And if you did that, you've been handsomely rewarded year to date. Uh, the fund is up 27 and change. The market's up 17 and change. Uh, so we, we are back to the outperforming ways. 
And, and just, a, I want to give a wider lens because it's important. You know, a lot of people will, will just look at a fund and say, well, gosh, you know, your three years pretty subpar. And the reality that is from our perspective is that 2022 was such a bad year. It dragged down the first four years of our outperformance. So 2017 through tw the peak of the market in 2021, we outperformed pretty handily 23 annualized versus 17 on the S and P. A lot of that came in 2020 when we really pivoted the fund into the categories of e-commerce and technology and, and the brands that were really winning when most of the economy was closed. So there is a lot of flexibility in the fund. So we had four years of outperformance, one year of underperformance in 2022, which was, you know, the hundred year storm, 50 year inflation highs, interest rates going from zero to 500 basis points in a very short period of time. Lots of COVID hangovers from supply chains getting, you know, resurrected and reshoring and onshoring, like a lot of things that are kind of one-time events uh, in 2022. So I, I would not use that year to judge any strategy. And again, we're back to our winning ways. And so you're, you're but you're still getting a great thematic and great businesses tied to the quality factor in two sectors in particular that tend to outperform on sale. So there's, a, you know, you haven't missed it. You certainly missed the bottom, but you haven't missed it overall because our three-year number, even after this big run up, in year to date is still much lower than you would expect for a long term, which means there's still great mean reversion opportunities to come in a portfolio that I think your clients are going to really appreciate because we're investing in really important secular themes and through leading companies and brands. And so this is something 25 stocks where clients will recognize the bulk of the names in here, which makes them feel comfortable, particularly for volatile times. And it turns their attention away from panic selling into buying more of great businesses they know. So, you know, Amazon is the second biggest holding and probably going to be the top holding here soon enough. And, and this stock is annualized since 1997. Here's a really fun fact. 31% annualized return since 1997. You know what the last three-year number is for Amazon annualized? Minus 2.7. The five-year is only something like seven and change. And so Amazon is the big laggard in the mega cap brands. And we think there is a massive catch up opportunity in Amazon. I think there's 50% upside. You know, it's, it's hard to see a company like Amazon double their revenue in three years and the stocks to annualize minus two and a half percent, right? That's not going to stand the big, you know, they spent, they, they pulled forward a lot of spending and they tend to have spending cycles and the, and the stock tends to underperform during those periods. And then it rips back afterwards. We're now at the tail end of that spend. You saw it in the most recent quarter where free cash flow started to trend up again. Um, and so, you know, we see just big, big things for, for Amazon, even if they're going to be spending on the AWS as that reaccelerates and all the hype around AI, uh, there's some big catch-up potential on that one. Uh, but but names like L'Oreal and Apple and Nike and Lululemon and Netflix and Visa and Uber and Ferrari, um, you know, names that clients love. If you're a big music lover uh, and concert goer, you Live Nation, you've seen those 
those signs when you go to concerts. And then we have some, you know, what I call emerging mega brands. Mercado Libre is the Amazon of Latin America, executing exceptionally well with great opportunities. DraftKings in the in the sports betting and iGaming category is growing leaps and bounds and has finally become, you know, a profitable business. And, and you know, we, we think that stock can double from here. So lots of great companies, clients will recognize them. They'll understand the and, and appreciate the importance of global consumer spending with lots of upside in the names. Quickly, lastly, just to turn to what we see in the consumer, you know, everybody says the consumer's tapped out. And, you know, candidly, I'm a consumer. You're all, everybody listening to this is a consumer. We have been overpaying for everything for two years and we're sick of it. And so we are making choices about where we spend and what we defer. And so that's why we're very concentrated with 25 stocks, because not every company, not every spending category is thriving right now. Walmart's doing really well because they're picking up customers that are trading down and they're serving us on the grocery side. But Dollar General and Dollar Tree and some other you know, discount stores should be doing really well, but they are getting crushed because their margins are getting squeezed because of higher input costs and, and, and higher wages. And so there's a lot to, to figure into how to, how to pick companies and stocks in this kind of environment. Pricing power is really important at this juncture, and that's what great brands have. Um, and so, you know, retail sales was is reported recently still strong and elevated. It's lumpy because we spent in services over vacation, and now we're spending a little bit more as we, you know, we we good back to school sales, and then as we buy stuff for 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 Halloween and then for Christmas and and all the holidays. And so you're going to see these monthly uh, lumpy different retail sales uh, numbers, but largely the consumer is spending well. And from a health perspective, you know, yes, credit card delinquencies are rising, but off a very low base. If you widen the lens, the consumer is not levered at all relative to where they have been. We have generally pretty good balance sheets. You know, people who have homes are locked in at low mortgages. Their, their interest costs are lower than if you had to buy a, a house today, your portfolio has recovered. So you, the, the net, you know, the wealth effect is generally pretty good. And so, you know, the media is trying to scare you, but the reality is the consumer is in pretty good shape. We're just making very important, smart choices with where we spend because we've been overspending, not because we wanted to, because we were forced to over the last couple of years. And so that's mean reverting. And we still think services have a ways to go and experiences have a ways to go from a catch-up potential and goods have already trended back to kind of the long-term trend. Uh, and long story short, the bulk of the inflation trending down has largely, it's largely behind us. You're gonna see volatile uh, prints on a monthly basis. Don't overreact to any, any you know, market drama because of one particular PPI or CPI report, we're probably just going to bounce around uh, over the next two years with interest rates staying higher for longer. So that's going to impact corporate America. It's going to impact which businesses and which companies and which stocks perform well and, and don't perform well. So we are, that, that stuff is front and center as stock pickers. And the last thing, we will not pay a cap gain in 2023. We do a lot of tax loss harvesting on a monthly basis. Um, 
And so you, you should not expect a cap gain. Um, and so if you are expecting cap gains in other areas and you want to sell those funds and get into a fund like that, this uh, with, with dynamic brands, it's a great opportunity to do that. We will pay a very small income gain because we have a lot of dividend growers here, but it's going to be very nominal. I mean, less than 1% uh, of the fund in income, but no cap gain. So uh, thank you very much for your time. Brands matter, consumption matters, and exposure to consumer discretionary really matters. And I can almost guarantee you're underweight that sector and we can help you with that. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to Mega Brands, everybody. I'm your host, Eric Clark. For more information on this podcast and to learn more about the brand relevancy scoring system we use, be sure to check out the website at globalbrandsmatter.com. While you're there, make sure to sign up for the market newsletter and check out my latest thoughts on our favorite portfolio brands in the Dynamic Brands section. If you have any questions or want to learn more about the Dynamic Brands approach, send me a message on the contact tab. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Have a great day.